You ought to been there when he saved my soul. You Lord has done for me. You are okay. Said I wasn't going to tell no. I believe that when you were saying, look, somebody else, you were saying, look, look what the Lord has done for me. But the Lord, you had to wait on a beat. You ought to, when he saved my soul, you ought to been there when he put my name Oh, I start talking, I start singing, I start shouting, I start. Look How was that? It's the light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Is that the song? 
So, what song you is that what you want you to do to both of the songs, right? This is what I'm doing. What he told y'all. <laughs> this little light of mine. This little light of mine. Yeah. No, 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 but it's the other way. Um, Mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, yeah. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everybody, yeah. I'm going to let it shine. This is where I go, I'm gonna let it shine, everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, this still light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, this still light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, this still light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it
me too far to leave me. Amen. Are we have music during prayer. Not prayer. Music during prayer. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. First, giving honor and glory to you right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, just for being able to congregate today, Lord God. I ask you, Father God, to just be with us, Lord God, as we um, come together and praise and to worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that um, we live in the land of the free, Father God, and the brave, Lord God. But um, I wanted to go into, Lord, that um, we thank you for the ultimate freedom, Father. Not just the freedom of the state that we live in, this country that we live in, Lord, but not the freedom mentioned in the Star Spangled Banner where it says the land of the free, Father. Not the kind of freedom where we have our own personal independence, Father God. The kind of freedom that we can make our own decisions, go where we please. If we want to be a vegetarian, we can. If we want to eat steak on the menu, Father God, we can, Lord God. We can watch what we want. We can be a vaxxer or anti-vaxxer, Father God, a Republican or a Democrat, Father God. We can live in a house or rent an apartment, Father God. We can go to public school or homeschool, Father God. Although we don't take none of these for granted, I just want to thank you for your ultimate freedom. The one mentioned in John 8, 36, it says, So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. And in 2 Corinthians 3:17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that abides in each and every one of us, Father, that helps us make decisions to be free and to walk in victory, the freedom to say no to things that imprison us, that bounds us, to say no to the sins that keep us on death's road. Your word says that you came that we may have life and life more abundantly. Sin enslaves us, it takes over and overpowers us. Without you, we wouldn't have the powers to get away from it. The wages of sin is death, it says in Romans 6.23. And in this world, this world is paying left and right to be in it. Bringing death to each and every individual, to everyone connected to them, death to the families, death to our minds, death to our thoughts, gives us guilt, shame, sin from sin that um, imprisons us, Father God. It condemns us, Lord God, kills our peace, kills our joy. It robs us of our relationship, especially with you. I ask you, Father God, that Jesus right now to free us, Lord God. Be with each and every person, Lord God, on this earth, Father God. I ask you, Father God, to help us, Lord Jesus, to sway away from the sins, Lord God. The, um, stay, stay and walk in the freedom, Lord Jesus, that you've given us, Father God. To be able to just praise and to worship you, Lord God. We live in a, in a, in a country, Lord God, where we take our freedom for granted. Where we feel like we can do each and everything that we want to do. That we can walk in our feelings. And we can walk in our emotions all the time, Father God. And not walk in the freedom that you've given us. 
the freedom to have choice, Father God, the freedom to say yes and to say no, Lord God. You've given us the freedom, Lord God, and you said that we can walk in either one of us, Lord Jesus. We can walk in the death when we say yes to sin, and we can walk in life, Lord God, in victory when we go in uh, for your freedom, Lord Jesus, in your ways, Father God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you've given us, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the victory, Lord God. Victory in marriages, victory in our children. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can praise and we can worship you in freedom, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you are and all that you are doing, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. They was locked up in the prison. Come on now. And they praised him while yeah. the chains were still on. Oh, gee. And the chains had to be loosed. That's right. You know, so we can't wait till the chain gets off, amen. Let's start praising Because most off. of the time, you know, as I think about, most of the time the chain is not a physical chain that's holding us anymore. That's right. Yeah. It's that chain in our mind, yeah, the it. chain that's holding us in our yeah. past, the, through that situation yeah. or that circumstance right. or that hurt right. or that pain. Right, right, right. Oh, gee. And see, the thing that's going to help oh, you break gee. that chain. It's praise. Praising him, trusting him, surrendering to him. That's what looses the chains of our past. Because he came to what? Set us free. And the scripture tells us, he who the son has set free is free indeed. Anybody free in here today? Hallelujah. I hope so. Amen. I thank God that he freed me from the chains of my past. Hallelujah. Then every now and then, you know, the enemy Hallelujah. comes and he tries to put those chains back on us. Yeah. Anybody ever experienced that? Hallelujah. I'm loosed. Loosed. Set free. Man, I'm loosed. I'm loosed yes, from that God. burden. I'm yes, loosed God. from that weight. Yes. Amen. So that we can no praise more. him like he deserves. Holding to be me down. Praised. Amen. Yeah, Hallelujah. yeah. Thank God for everyone that's here. Let's bow our heads as we just go before the Lord. Thank him for this day. And time to come together in him. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you honor, we give you glory, we give you praise. Thank you, God. Lord, because you are the one, Lord, that set us free. Yes, God. From things, Lord, that we didn't even realize we needed to be delivered from. That's right, that's right. Chains, Lord, that were holding us, God, and we thought we were free. Yes. Hallelujah. Not just those obvious things, God, but those those things that are not so obvious, That's God, that right. you have delivered us from, God. And we, we you, give Jesus. you the glory, Thank the you, praise, and the honor, Thank Lord, you, just for considering us, God, for calling us unto yourself, Lord, Thank and establishing you, our feet in your kingdom. Lord, and we pray for those that are lost, those that are wayfaring, God, those that are struggling, Lord, that they too would trust you. Well, as you call their name, as you draw them in, Lord, we pray today, God, that somebody... Lord, in this place or watching this this video, God, or this broadcast would would come and grab hold of your word, Lord, and apply it to their living, God, that they too might be set free. We bless you today, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. In our lives, Lord, that it's only by your grace, it's only by your mercy and your favor, God, that we can even lift up your name. Thank you, Jesus. That we're able to come and magnify you. So we say, have your way today. Have your way, God. 
Have your way, God. Have your way. Loose those that yet need to be loosed. Yes, God. Hallelujah. In the name Help of us Jesus. that haven't been loosed, God, to give you the praise. In the name of Jesus. To give you the glory, God. In the name of to Jesus. To magnify your name in every circumstance and situation. We thank you thank for you, salvation. God. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you, God, for being made whole. We give you glory and we say, thank let your God. spirit move you, in God. this place today. Thank Even. You. God. Especially through your word. Thank you, God. We give it to you right now in Jesus' you, name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be seated. Amen. Thank Ooh. you, God. Well, again, just another opportunity to come and magnify the Lord, lift him up. Amen. <laughs> Truly, it's a good day to praise God. It's a good day, amen, to, to be in the service of the Lord. Amen. And as we, we prepare our hearts and our minds, amen, for the word that's coming. Sometimes we just need to stop and slow down and say, clearly, Lord, speak to me right where I'm at. You know, sometimes we, it's easy to assign the word to somebody else. But, you know, God's always talking to each and every one of us. He's not, he's not holding back, amen. And as we pray, as we go through the word, let's continue to keep Elder Blackburn in prayer, amen. Hopefully, amen, he'll be getting released today. He's ready to come home. He was admitted on Friday, amen in the hospital because he had a lot of pain and vomiting and so forth. But, you know, he's ready to come home. Amen. Amen. He, I talked to him this morning. He said, y'all got to come get me out of here. <laughs> so we're going to be going to see about that soon. So we got out of service today. And also keep Pastor Linda in prayer. She's not feeling well this morning. Headache and stomach issues. So just praying for her. Amen. Keeping her up. Amen. And, and we thank God. Just He is a keeper. Amen. He's the deliverer. Amen. We also continue to pray for Lynette's recovery. Amen. Right. After her surgery, everything's been going well. So we want it all to be complete. Well, in the name of Jesus. Amen. All those prayers. Amen. So we just give him the praise. This morning we're going to be blessed. Amen. By the preaching of the word from our very own Pastor Samuel Giles. So as he comes, let's just give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. As he comes to bring forth that word. Amen. God bless you, son. Let him have his way. Ready for me? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Amen. Watch my gains, watch my gains. Truly, I thank God for, thank you, sir, I appreciate it. Thank God for another day we're here. While you're standing, let's just pray and lift those things up. As uh, Apostle David has discussed, <clears throat> want to pray for our, our uh, co-shepherd, Pastor Linda and Lynette and Elder Blackburn, truly uh, powerhouses in the kingdom of God. So, Lord, we just thank you so very much, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to lift, Lord God, our sisters and brothers up in prayer. We ask you to strengthen, Lord God, their hearts, their minds, their sinews, Lord God, their speedy recovery, Lord God, on anything that is out of line, Lord God, out of service, Lord God, so that they can be back, Lord, at right standings, Lord God, in their body, Lord God, so they could come back to the house and worship with the saints, Lord God. We believe, Lord, there's...
nothing that's too hard for you, Lord God. And we so appreciate you, Lord God, for what you're already doing, Lord God. Even as we are sitting here uh, in this house, Lord God, we're thanking you, Lord God, for what you're already doing in their lives. We lift up those, Lord God, that were not able to come, those that are online. We lift up everyone, Lord God, that will just be able to hear this word, Lord God, that is in the house of God, Lord God, all over the land, that you would, Lord God, have a word for them. They would be able to be receptive on this morning, Lord God, to receive from you. We thank you in advance, Lord God, for the souls, Lord God, that would be added to your kingdom on today. We thank you, Lord God, for those who have committed their lives and have a purpose in their minds and their hearts to come back to you, Lord. We thank you for the prodigals, Lord God, that will be returning on today, Lord God, and we thank you for those that are overseas, Lord God, worshiping your name in foreign lands. And all these blessings we ask, Lord God, we ask you to keep us in your presence, Lord God. Get into this word, Lord God. Decrease me, Lord God, that you may increase. And Lord God, give your children what you want them to have, Lord God, on this morning. And all these blessings we ask your son, Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. (coughs) Well, it's just so good to uh, be in the house of the Lord one more time. Hey, Katie. Okay, I, I cut her hair. She's one of my friends, one of my clients there. It's so good to see her. Uh, I just, today, today, this morning, I want to talk to you guys about evangelism, uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. The more I look at over the, uh, the years of me uh, giving the opportunity to speak, uh, a lot of things that I have talked about is evangelism. I truly believe in giving that invitation to the souls that are out there in the world. Someone gave me an invitation, and I'll suffice to say that you are here because someone gave you the invitation. And I'm always going to be impress upon you uh, every opportunity the apostle gives me. And I must have been doing a pretty good job because he asked me to come back and teach. So I'm going to continue to talk about evangelism. This is the truth. And our theme for this year is standing in truth and that God has called us out to be a light. It was not just so that we could come and say be saved and then not come back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to dismiss the children. Thank you. Those eyes, I'll tell you, I got it, man. I got it. Dismiss the children. So he has called us to be a light. And uh, I was going to, you know how when you guys have ever been to any kind of public speaking, someone gets up here and they'll tell you that I'm not that great of a speaker and then they'll spend the next few minutes proving it. Or they'll say, you know what, I'm not that great of a singer and then they'll spend the next few minutes proving it. I'm not going to do that. I asked Elder, uh, I mean, Minister Allen to come and help me sing this song. When we were growing up uh, in church, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Kojic or Pentecostal, but it was a song that said, uh, um, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. What the Lord has done for me, and I wanted uh, Mr. Allen to come just render us a selection, a short selection from that, from that song, and then we'll get right into the Word. Amen. Come on. Couldn't keep it to myself. Couldn't keep it to myself.
Jesus. Said you ought to have been there when he saved my soul. You ought to have been there when he put my name on the roll. That's when I started singing. That's when I started shouting. That's when I started walking. That's what I really love. And I, you know, as a little kid, we sung it all the time, but we didn't get it into our spirit until we really had to go through something. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's not personal just yet until you go through something. Then it's like. Man, that word, that holds some weight right there. I couldn't keep it to myself. I wanted to tell somebody. And I want to share a little bit with you. I'm going to, uh, the scripture, let's, let's bring that scripture up. This is going to be Matthews chapter 5, 13 through 16. It was so much God had given me. And I've I written this, uh, this sermon a long time ago. I was super excited about it. But I want to share it with you today. So I'm going to try to condense everything. And I truly just miss Pastor Linda uh, coming up here speaking. We've had some great word this uh, season, and I just uh, truly am excited. And this is usually Pastor Linda's Sunday, right? And so um, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do her justice, but I'm going to give you what God has given me. But yeah, so the theme, the theme that I have for you is called Let Me Out. And the, and the, uh, the running theme I want to have behind that is uh, Be That Light. Let your light so shine. And so if the scripture is up right now, I want to talk you to Matthews. It's going to be, the, I'm reading out a New King James Version. It's going to be chapter 5, 13 through 16. And it begins and says, you are the salt of the earth, but the salt loses its flavor. How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. May God have a blessing to the reading of his word. Now, I'm going to unpack that scripture with you guys. Uh, but before I was, I wanted to share a little something about, uh, you know, me, uh, my upbringing, because I was attentive to the word. I was sitting on the front row and I could not escape it because my mom kept me awake, thumping me in the back of my head so that I could get this word and I got this word. So things that, you know, you don't understand everything, but as you can continue to live, things start to unfold in your life. Right. So the scripture came alive and I was thinking to myself. When they were singing this song, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody but I. And then I, was, I heard scriptures that when Jesus said, when he healed certain people, he said, tell no one of this, Larry. And I'm like, why would Jesus want no one to know what was going on? And then I'm hearing this song, and then I am continue to read it. And then he told his disciples, don't tell anybody that I'm the Christ. I'm like, you don't want the disciples to know. You don't want the people that healed, but he is doing a great work. So here we find ourselves in Matthews chapter five. This is the uh, they talk, talked about the first part of this called the Beatitudes. And this is his first sermon as he starts his ministry. And as he uh, started this ministry, he, he, uh, he gives a sermon and then he heals a leper. 
a leper right when the multitude is following. And you know what he said to this leper? Tell no one. Now, can you imagine? You got a crowd of people following. They want to know about you because you've been doing great works. You go and heal a leper, cleanse him of his disease, and then say, hey, don't, don't tell nobody. Well, What is the purpose? Why did he not want them to know? Why did he not want? So this is my 12-year-old mind thinking, like, this is confusing. I don't understand why he did not want anyone to know. Was he doing one of those things like a parent says, don't do that. And then when you do it, he says, I knew you was going to do it. That's why I told you not to do it. He wasn't that kind of guy. He would not be confusing like that. He was, he, when he told the leper, because he wanted the leper, what I found out through some further study, he wanted the leper to be uh, certified by the priest. He had to go to the priest. Right. He had to justify right. that he was healed. But if he would have just not went to the priest, then it wouldn't have been certified. Right. So he wanted to make sure that you're good to go. As the glory is not, you know, I don't need the glory because I'm Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't cocky like that. He was very humble. And for the, um, what I learned later is that he uh, told his disciples because he wanted them to wait till the resurrection. So there would be no doubt that he is the Christ. So I said, no, that makes sense. But all this time I was thinking to myself, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? And then I thought to, the, I thought to myself as I look in this dark world that there are many that are not sharing Christ. And uh, they weren't a confused 12-year-old. They're just not sharing. And I want to tell you today, just let him out. This light that he placed inside you, when you come to know him, you have you got saved. He placed this light inside of you, and he wants to be let out. I can suffice to say he's like a, a pit bull that is ready to go out. He wants to be released from this chain. He wants uh, to be like this, 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 this tall and lanky 12-year-old kid that was out in the streets <laughs> named Sam who was like, wait, just I can't wait till you pick me because when you pick me, I'm going out there, and I'm going to give you the best However long we're going to be outside until the lights come off, I'm going to play hard as I can because you picked me. I'm going to make it worth your wild cloud. If you pick me, I'm going to be the best one on your team. Let me out. Call them dogs. Let God out so that he can be the light. He can be the light through you in this dark world. So let him out. So I want to encourage you, the body of Christ. And when I say this dark world, I'm not just talking about the things that are going on today. I'm talking about uh, the young man that grew up in church and he saw many things. He saw the deacon that was uh, prostituting a young child um, to other men in the church. And that young lady grew up and she didn't want to go to church anymore because that deacon did her wrong. I'm talking about the, uh, the, young, uh, the, old, the young adult that was so excited when he got saved and he saw how the church was mishandling money uh, and this is not me. This is this is just friends and people that I've talked to over the years that was mishandling money and then stealing from the church. And he says, well, if people are going to do that, I don't want to be a part of that church. I'm talking about the, the uh, young women and the young men that are in human trafficking right now that have been. Uh, they don't understand why people would do this and why these desires of these men and take advantage of them when they should supposed to be the ones protecting us. I'm talking about the ones that are even in the United States that have, have seen things in the church. They have seen things from Christians or people who proclaim to be Christians, and they have misrepresented who God really is. So now I don't want to have a relationship with them or the God that they serve. I'm talking about the darkness that has shut the light out. 
and these young people and these old people. Those men and women, I'm talking about the men that has, has lived for uh, the world all their life. And they come to Jesus at 60 years old. And they come to find out the truth. And then when they come, they don't see any difference in the church than they did out there in the world. They were still backbiting. They was a little bit loyal out there in the world. They were cool. And at least they tell you where you stand in, in the world. But when I come to the church, they just behind my back. And you know what? I am tired of church, folks. And the light went out. And there was a darkness in their heart. These are the people that we, are, that we are called to. These are the people that we want to reach. And not just the ones that have turned their back on God and, and anything they have to do with the church, but the ones who have never heard about the delivering, saving grace of Jesus Christ. Those that have never heard, the light has not even come on yet. And we go to church every Sunday. I can't, I was thinking in my head how many times, 52 weeks a year I was at church and plus because I was going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes Saturday after cleanup they wanted to have a little something. And I was going to church since as long as I can remember, I can't even tell you how many Sundays that I have grew up in church and I have received so much word. I can't speak for you, but I received so much word and how foolish of of me it would be to hold that light in to say yes I'm a Christian if anybody I'm a Christian but don't follow what I do don't look at my life but just know that I'm a Christian you know that you've seen it before like when you go to a a grocery store or any place where you're doing a transaction with cash nowadays and what is the first thing that that cashier does when they get your $50 bill or that one they put it up to the light They put it up to light because they want to see if it's authentic. We don't want, when we're not living for God, we don't want people to put us to the light. So uh, what I paid my card. You can't put that to the light because then, then I have to expose myself and then I'm not all that I was supposed to be. That we are ashamed to say I was a sinner saved by grace. We are ashamed to say that I've been delivered. The testimonies seem like some testimonies I hear all the time, and I'm getting just sick of hearing some of these testimonies. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, let that testimony be mine. You would not shut me up. I would tell it. get old? Does the gospel get old? Does the gospel get old? It's being told for 2,000 years and it doesn't change. It's the same gospel and what I love about it is that even if you don't tell your testimony, if you tell the gospel, that is more powerful than anything that you could ever say. Did you know that Jesus came to this world for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so this world I love it. And it doesn't change. 
He took the stripes for me. He Never get tired of it. You can make a move. Jesus Christ and I think about what one of them said and I'm like that is me I deserve I'm going outside of my notes but I don't know but it's, it's got one in this year the gospel does not change and it is still powerful we want to let that light out that is the light that is inside you that is the that is the love that saved you that is the salvation that brought you to this point let it out let God be who God is. He gives you these, these, uh, these, these testimonies in your life of how he brought you out. And absolutely, please share it. People are saved every day by the testimonies because somebody right now in this place thinks that I was the only one going through it. I've been there. I, wanted to sh- I was so, um, I was so uh, blessed by being a, a young adult in this church and the uh, brother Robert, Elder uh, Johnny, and a lot of the elders, uh, a lot of them have gone now, and they just, and Pastor David, they would invest in me. They would tell me things that I just didn't think that men should tell each other because we were just like, man, these guys are so transparent. But then their transparency to me, it, 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 it broke something in me that I didn't have to be silent. They told me things that let me know that, hey, I'm not the only one going through it. I'm not the first one to get married early. I'm not the first one to make mistakes in my marriage. And I'm not the first one to whoop my kid when they didn't deserve to get whooped on accident. I'm not the first one that had thoughts about certain women. I wasn't the first one. But the enemy would make you believe that. The enemy would make you believe that, oh, something's wrong with you. You pervert. Oh, oh, you're not a good father. You're not a good husband because you made these mistakes. But when I began to share, <laughs> these brothers were laughing. You have? Well, how is that? What did you do to fix it? What did, how did you keep that thing straight? And then they would tell me. There's somebody job. Somebody's in your neighborhood. Your neighbor is dying. Let me. I'll calm down. Dying inside. So they could, that's because somebody has not told them that they, that they have, they can have this light. They can know about this gospel of Jesus Christ. And what about those who have heard and walked away? Are you, be, are you able or are you willing to say, yep, they were Christians and yeah, they made some mistakes and it was not right. But let me tell you where we're doing it right at. And even if they don't do it right somewhere else, follow me as I follow Christ. Are you willing to say it or you don't want to be offensive? We live in a world today where people are so offended. I'm offended by, and I heard a story um, just, uh, just the other day when this, uh, this coach, he was, uh, they, they won a basketball game and he uh, celebrated and he had a prayer right there. Celebration uh, for the team winning, thanking God that he had won. And he got fired as a coach because he was not supposed to, he was not supposed to pray. But he was a man of God, and he knew what the victory belongs to. He wanted to give God. Oh, sorry. I'm about to be done with it. Um, so, uh, and I thought that was crazy. 
And I just believe that God, and I don't know the end of the story, but I do believe that he, he being true to God, God gave him another job, put him in a place where he didn't have to worry about which God. That's what I just believe. Now, hopefully I can find out the scripture and see the end of the matter. But right now I know. And back in the day, what did we used to say? We like, so you get offended. So suck it up, buttercup. We're going to be able to make it. afraid in this day and age to be um, to, to tell people the truth I can go to the microphone because I don't want to belabor the time thank you God I mean all right thank you Amen. So let's go to this scripture. If you guys have your Bibles and they're going to put it up on the screen too. In chapter chapter 5, the 13th verse, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how then shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. A, uh, A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And I thought about that and I doing the research of the city that is set on the hill is so many benefits when they and uh, especially with the Israelites. And this is what he was speaking of, is that a lot of the Israelites, they set their cities on a hill. The benefit of that is war, because when uh, the enemy was coming up with their chariots and the Israelites didn't have chariots at the time, then when the, uh, the enemy was coming up there with chariots, they had to use a lot more horsepower. If they were walking up as infantrymen, uh, the steep of steepness of the hill prevented them to, from fighting well. So that they had the advantage when it came to war. That yes, they had to do a little work when they had to go down the hill to get the provisions and go back up. But that kept them strong. That kept them healthy because they were getting their exercise on a regular basis. So that's why the city was set on here. And they said it could not be hidden. In the daytime, it is going to shine over all the land. And you have the best view over all the land so you can see your enemy coming at all on all sides. And at nighttime, it was going to be lit up by the moon. So you had visibility from that from that standpoint. So no one could sneak up on you. So I thought that was awesome. Um, and it says, nor do, uh, nor do the light, and this is the 15th verse, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, or in some versions it says bushel. It says, but they put it on a lampstand. And it didn't make any sense because, I, I mean, like, yeah, who does that? But we have those, those moments when we put um, the light that we have, we keep, it in a, we keep it in the light. Why light it and then try to cover it up? We have ways that we can dim lights in, in this world right now. We have ways that we can, we can put just enough light if we wanted to put enough light by lampshades or, or dimmer switches. But this is not one of those lights that you want to have uh, extinguished. Don't want to have them dimmed out. You don't want to be watered down because you're a Christian. And I really love that. I don't, want, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I really love that because when I think about the eclipse, the solar eclipse that we have, we know that the moon, when we see the moon, it is, it is getting this light from the sun. And so when it's getting this lights from the sun, the only time that the, uh, the moon does not get its light from the sun is during a solar eclipse. It's when the earth is absolutely blocking the sun from giving that light to the moon. And I think maybe, just maybe, that it might be some of us in the body of Christ at large, and if it's you, you can say, ouch. But I think that the world is blocking us from being that light. We are having a solar eclipse in our lives that we don't want to share 
for whatever reason, maybe it's Satan, maybe it's ourselves. And I don't really give credit to Satan for a whole lot of things. I want to, I really put a lot of onus on myself. And I would ask you to do the same because we, he has only has so much power that God can give him. We, we blame the enemy for a lot, but a lot of that stuff is us. We would have said the devil, the devil is doing this, the devil is doing that, and he's good at what he does, and I, I, I won't disagree. I think it's great. He is a master deceiver. He's good at what he does, but we have the power to overcome him. We have the power not to be led astray by him. We have to make that decision that it's God that we're going to follow and not anything else. So we cannot keep that light under a bushel. We cannot keep ourselves hidden from the world. What good is it to, to be a Christian in a dying world? What kind of report would you want to give back to your creator where you get to heaven? You have to answer for the neighbors and the people that you will. He says, what you do to the least of these is what the word says you do unto me. And if you I'm asking you to provide and when he was talking about the cloak that you give him, the coat that you give him, the food that walk with him. He is talking about the service. He was talking about the good works because people can't always see your faith. But they can hear your testimony and they can see your lifestyle and they can see your good works when you're doing things because for the sake of Christ and for the kingdom of God, that's what they can see. And that they would get attached, got attached to it because it is an attractive lifestyle. People want to be good. But do they want to be Christ-like? They need an example to see. They need an example to show them that you have to be that light and you have to let them out. Let him out today. I want to impress that upon you. It says it gives out and it says, but on a lampstand and it keeps light. It gives light to all who are in the house. And this is still the 15th verse. All who are in the house. And that uh, resonated strongly with me. I just and I'm first partaker when I hear this word and all that are in the house. So it begins at home. Can I tell you that? Now, I was thinking about uh when I come home from a day a day's work and I come home and I talk to my kids and we do the download for about an hour, we talk about each other's day. I'm always excited about giving them a testimony of what God has done in my life. And it's like, man, but these are your kids. They hear all the stories. And if I don't say nothing now, yes, they can just wait till I preach and then they're going to hear it then. But I don't know if that's going to be too late. I don't know if I'm going to get another day, but I want to share it because I have told them since they were young, Rob, that I want them to have the relationship that I have with God, their own personal relationship. And I want it to be stronger than mine if it's possible. But good luck. You know, testimonies every day and I see the smile on their face because it matches. You feel what I'm saying? It matches. Not only I'm saying I'm going to live for God, but the things that I'm speaking about God, because I can be like, I had a rough day. This customer did this. They got on my nerves. I drove home and this guy cut me off. They can hear that every day, right? But what about sharing your testimonies with your children? What about sharing testimonies with your spouses? Telling the goodness of Lord, because I can sit them in front of the uh, table and we can open up the Bible and we can talk about God. But what do they see every day? Are they seeing that light every day? I used to feel like if I don't have to pray for my wife and kids because I'm there. I'm there with them. They're good because they got me. But how foolish was that? How foolish was that? And I thank God that I changed my mindset. I thank God that I recognize that just because they are my kids, God gave me charge over these little ones. And I have to make sure that I raise them the way that they should go. That's what the word of God says. And I want to follow the word of God as much as possible. 
as much as I possibly can, everything that is in me. So, and, so I'm sharing these testimonies with these kids, and now I got two out of out my house, or not out of my house, but out of my city. And it's so good when I get a phone call from my daughter. It's like, Dad, guess what happened to me today? I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're, you're blessing my heart. I can't wait till you to shut up so I can tell you what happened to me today. God. But it brings light to the whole house. And then when you start at home, then you can come to the house of God and you can share your testimonies. You can share how good God is because this is the same God, right? When he said in the beginning, let there be light, and he saw that it was good, separated light from the darkness, it's the same God. He wants it to be separate. He wants that to be separated, and he continues to show you that by the life that you live through. And I'm truly just, I'm just truly grateful. Let's your lights uh, in this 16 verse, and I think this is personal. I'm so glad I used this version. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And we talked about that a little bit, that they may see your good works because they cannot see your faith. They can see what you're doing and they can see what you said, but let that match up. And that is going to be the good works. And who are they going to glorify? They should be glorifying God. It should not be. Uh, you can't take the credit for it. It's got to be God. That's what they want to go. And I shared a testimony uh, last week about how God watched, uh, was doing my taxes and wanted to glorify God just by doing my taxes. It has to be your good works that they see so that they can want this same God that you, that you have. We cannot keep silent. Let him out. Uh, and what's the other point I want to reach out? Oh, so let your light so shine. And I like that part where it says, let your light so shine. And you see that again also in the uh, John 3 and 16, that God so loved the world. So letting your light so shine is purposeful. You get what I'm saying? Because he could have just said, let your light shine. But he said, let your light so shine. Because I want it to be purposeful when you let your light shine. God, for so God so loved the world, he wanted it to be purposeful. And then that cause and effect that Apostle was talking about is that that soul part means that it was purposeful for a reason. I want this to happen, and this is going to be the effect that it's going to happen if you allow it to be so. That you would glorify your Father in heaven. They will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And then you look at the, the story, and I talked about that, that this uh, the city that cannot be set on here, we've been given the green light. As I told you before, how he told the disciples not to say anything until the resurrection. And this resurrection has happened. He's died on the cross for our sins. He set the captives free and uh, he rose from the dead. And this is this gospel story. And as this has happened, we have the green light ever since that day to share the gospel with anyone. Are you afraid? Are you blaming Satan? Whatever the reason is, let him out. Let your light so shine that men will see your. So that one that walked away from the church because of the abusive abusiveness of how they were treated. The one that saw the uh, the uh, the malpractice in the house of God. The one that saw the false teachers and the the, uh, the ministers and the deacons that that uh, live one way and did other things. The ones that have been abused by the church or were the, the son who was being beat by his father and that he didn't know the same father that was in the pulpit that he saw at home. So now he has nothing to do with God. That's your neighbor. 
That's the least of these. That's who, who needs to have that light shining in you to shine so it can shine in them. We cannot forget that. And I know that there's many, many stories. And I know if we could talk all day, we could talk about people that we have met that have been hurt by the church, that have been hurt by people who say they were Christians. No more. I would ask you, do you think that they're being hurt if you're not shining your light? Are they being hurt because you are just keeping this Christ to yourself? You are a full Christian with so much words, so many testimonies, but you're afraid of the, the deliverance or you're afraid of the, what God has done for you that you don't want to share. And if you don't want to share it, fine. Can you share the gospel with someone? Can you share the gospel with someone? We look upon ourselves, and I know this is a crux for uh, uh, many people that I talk to, is that it's a look, you look upon ourselves and say, man, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be living this way and tell people they need to come to Jesus. And so, to, you know what? I looked up the hypocrite word, and I was like, you know what? There was a part in the definition that said um, that it was a moral thing, that, that that was their morals. But if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, their morals ain't that great anyway. But I was like, absolutely, they are hypocrites. But does the, does the message change because they are hypocrites? Is what they're saying right? Don't dismiss a good idea because you don't like the source. If it's true, if you saw me on the streets and you saw me and I'm looking bad and I'm eating out of a dumpster and I've been, I've been strung up on crack and I'm doing all kinds of things for this crack, and I say, hey, Rob, you do not want to smoke this crack. I'm going to smoke but don't smoke crack. You could be like, you're a hypocrite, man. I'm a but I would yeah. I ain't gonna be smoking no crack. I see what you So you can say you don't want to be a hypocrite, but what you're saying is I don't want to tell you the truth because I'm not doing it. Well live it then. Just go ahead and live it. Do but don't lose any excuses. And if you got another excuse, please tell me because I want to eradicate them all so that you can go and do what God has told you to do. Do not hold on to the good news. Let them out. Be that light. Far too long there is a dying world who needs it. So let Jesus out today. And I wanted to sit there, have Diane and Johnny come and sing uh, this little light of mine, and let that be the uh, let that be the parting words that I give to you. Then I'll come back and open the doors of the church. Come on. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light. This little light of mine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine everywhere. Everywhere I go, I'm, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere, 
Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Amen.